Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time it may be, wherever you are. My name is Craig Hagan, and you're listening to Ramos Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, T-Mac, Tony McKinnon. He just had his nap, so he's all awake yeah, now. Yeah, ready though. to go. Yeah, Tony, it's actually, a good, it's a good t- one Tony really does take a nap. Um, Almost every day. Yeah, that, that's his lunch, you know. Yeah. No, you know, he's, he, he sleeps in his truck. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, which is crazy. Nobody bothers me. Police did knock on the window one time to see if I was okay. Really? They, yep. The police knocked on the window? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's nice of them. Yeah, you know, yeah, want to make sure it. you're not dead or something but, like you know, that. He woke me up, so how about leave me alone? Yeah, so, yeah. you know, um, Tony, he's, he's, he believes in taking a siesta yep. um, almost every I'm day. I might outlive all y'all. <laughs> I'm, ta- I'm, I'm taking back little pieces of time every day, putting it in the bank. Anyway, we're glad to be back with you, Ramos Podcast. Sorry we hadn't been doing one for a while. It's all Tony's fault. Yeah. No, it's just it's long summer's nap. Long summer's nap. But Tony's been sleeping for a while, so he's been hibernating over the summertime. Well, I mean, you know, like, like this term, I, uh, you know, the, the dean has me teaching three hours a day, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then I subbed for him this morning, so I needed a nap today. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it can get... You know, pretty pretty tiresome. Anyway, we're once again talking about Israel. What's going on? The mess going on over there in the in the Middle East. We what have the th- Hezbollah is happening over there? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that, but but anyway, <laughs> you know, hell's in the Bible. So, you know, but anyway, of Dr. Kirk Dubois, you know, he's kind of our theologian here at Rama. Teaches a number of classes uh, on this kind of stuff, eschatology, I guess. Um, and so we're going to talk. You know, last program we talked about why the Israelites. And the the um, Palestinian people don't really care for each other a whole lot. Um, now today we're talking about what's going on, and people want the biggest question: Is this the the war to end all wars, Kirk? I mean, you know, you know, you know, and I, I know the answer. But anyway, um, you know, people are, you know, I think right now people are just ready to get out of here. I mean, you know, and, you know, they're they're ready to to go. I mean, they're tired of the economy or whatever. And then too, I know and you're going to cover this as well. You know, where does America fit in with this Bible prophecy stuff? Because, you know, a lot of people are, you know, prophesying about America stuff. And, you know, and obviously we know America wasn't in the Bible. But anyway, go ahead, Kirk. And yeah. go. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Wow. Um, I, I, it's such a, a wide subject, but I, I do feel this, that, that uh, first of all, let me just put everybody at ease. Everybody says, is this the big one? Is this the Ezekiel War? It's like, No. As long as there's not nations involved, if it's just a terrorist group, it's not, it's not what the Bible describes. There's, there's the Psalm 83 war, and then there's the Ezekiel 38-39 war. The Psalm 83 war talks about the immediate neighbors uh, like Syria and uh, Egypt and uh, Gaza and all that. And some people think that actually took place at the Six-Day War because it describes all those nations and, and God gave them that victory in six days. And now, now, what year was that, the Six-Day War? Oh. The 67-66 in December yeah, so, there. So some of you that want to study about that to understand the Six-Day War, so you can... It was uh, some kind of supernatural event, wasn't it? There was all kinds of stories. I saw a video where they showed uh, a reenactment of a bunch of Israeli soldiers were stuck in them. They were trying to get to some place, and they realized they were in the middle of a minefield. <clears throat> And it was at night, so they just they just hunkered down, and all of a sudden a windstorm came up, and they had to cover their eyes. It was so windy, and when they opened their eyes, after it had uncovered all the mines, mm-hmm. so they could just walk right through without stepping on any. But there was all kinds of testimonies. But yeah, it's a it was a miraculous war. 
And it is interesting that it happened in six days. You know? Yeah, and the, the seventh day they rested. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wonder about that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but, let's get into mo- modern times here. But you know, the, you know the Ezekiel, the Ezekiel uh, thirty-eight, thirty-nine war is. It talks about major countries: Libya, put, which is all the northern African countries, and Ethiopia and Sudan, up into um, uh, Syria and Iran, especially, and uh, uh, and Turkey. So those are not. Unless those are in play, we're not anywhere near that 38-39 Ezekiel war. Uh, plus, it's interesting to note that the things that are not mentioned in that war are Saudi Arabia, Jordan, and Egypt, as they were in the Psalm 83 war. And I think that has direct, uh, directly to do with the fact that we're, those countries are entering in or have entered into some type of peace agreement with Israel. And so they won't be taking part of that. Uh, but and at any rate, to calm people down. Because- so, so um, if I might yeah, inter- interject here and be controversial. Okay. So President Trump could have been helping to fulfill Bible prophecy. I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. Uh, as in moving the embassy to Jerusalem yeah. and yeah, the Abraham Accords exactly. and the whole bit. Okay. Yep. Just just a, just a side thought. But the, but here's the but the point <laughs> I do want. <laughs> he wants to be controversial. <laughs> controversial. Well, here's, here's something uh, that is happening. Uh, there's a lot of paranoia, fear, crazy things going on, on the Internet. I heard one guy, so-called prophet, say, the fifth seal has been broken and all this kind of stuff, you know, stuff out mm-hmm. of Revelation. Yeah, no. Like, we're not even in past not even chapter close. three yet. Yeah, yeah, we're not, we're yeah. still in the church age. Mm-hmm. And that's chapter two and chapter three. After chapter three, the church is never mentioned again in the book of Revelation. It's all about Israel. It talks about the 12 tribes, the Lion of Judah, the, the Lamb, the, the Temple, the Ark of the Covenant, Mount Zion. It's got the 10 plagues of Egypt. All, everything in, that, in those last chapters from chapter four on is dealing about Israel. Mm-hmm. It has to do with the 70th week of Daniel, which is the last seven years that have to be fulfilled when God told Daniel about the redemption of his people and of the holy city and of, of his people. Talk about Israel, the Jews, and Jerusalem in particular. So the, all of that that takes place in the book of Revelation from chapter 4 on is about all of that, exactly what Daniel was seeing, Jerusalem, Israel, the people, the, and the final kingdoms. So we're not there yet. We're still in the church age. We're in chapter 2 and chapter 3 for one. This is a skirmish that I firmly believe that, that they'll get through this. Now, if all these nations start jumping in, then we might have to have another podcast. <laughs> but right now, nobody's jumping in. Turkey's not jumping in. They're just they're trying to get this thing settled. I read some, anymore you don't know where, what to believe, whether it's real news or fake news. But I did read one comment this week out of Turkey that was troubling. You know, but I don't know if that was even true. But, but if they start speaking up, that's well, Erdogan is not a friend of Israel. No, they have a no. tentative peace, but he's already trying to put the pressure on Netanyahu. And so um, they're not really, even though they're NATO, they're not really friends of the West mm-mm, either. They're, they're so, and, and, okay, here's the short deal. Turkey and Syria are going to be the region where the Antichrist comes out of. According to the Bible, you take the, the nations that are listed in Daniel are the same ones mentioned in Revelation, the animals that are used, the, the, the leopard, the, the eagle, the bear, and all that. Right. It represents the Greek— You mean, you the, mean eagles not America? No, no, that was Babylon, actually. <laughs> but, but there's all those nations in Daniel are the same ones referred to as the beast system in Revelation, yep, yep. and they all are those seven king, six kingdoms uh, you know, that have had to do with Israel, starting with Egypt, Syria, uh, Babylon— Persia, Greece, 
Rome, that's number six, and then the seventh kingdom in, is the revised Roman Empire. Mm -hmm. That's the one that comes back to life. And then out of that, it says in Revelation, an eighth kingdom comes, that's the Antichrist. But all, every, and I mentioned this, you know, that a lot, that this, we have to read Bible prophecy with Eastern glasses from a Hebraic perspective. It was a Bible written by, all, all written by Jews. Jesus was a Jew, the apostles were Jews, the first church was Jewish, and everything that he said was directed towards them first, and then it affects the rest mm -hmm. of the world. We cannot interpret Bible prophecy based on American ideology or theology or European theology or African theology. We have to look at the Bible from a Jewish perspective and what God is saying. And it's st everything started with Jerusalem and it's going to end in yes, Jerusalem. Yes, sir. So where does that put us now? We're getting close. But what's going on now I don't think is the big one. And even if it was the big one, the f amount of fear and hysteria and paranoia that's going on on the internet is absolutely insane for a person who claims to be a believer. Thank you. Because the Bible does not command us to be freaked out. It says to fear not. Yeah. Actually, it's one of our very first podcasts was, was called Freak, Freak Out. Yeah. Freak Out. Don't yeah. forget. Yeah. So, you know, um, and I have to go back to this. And we're still in the church age. So this is the mystery of, that was talked about in the Bible, that God is dealt with, dealing with us in this period of time called the Age of Grace, the Day of Salvation. And Jesus said that he was going to build his church on the rock. Now, we can get into what that is, but, and that the gates of hell would not prevail against it. Now, when does that stop being true? <laughs> so in 2023, with all hell breaking loose in the Middle East, did that promise just get turned it off? It was just too much. It's just too much for God to handle, right? Yeah. No, the church, as long as we are here, the gates of hell cannot prevail. Does that mean we will have persecution? Yes, we'll have persecution. Yes, there'll be things try to stop us, but we keep overcoming. Mm -hmm. The church keeps winning because uh, Jesus didn't lie. And, uh, you know, we have uh, uh, been given authority. The next verse, after he said, you know, I'm going to build my church on, the, on this rock and the gates of hell shall not prevail, prevail against it. And then the very next verse, he says, and I give you the keys of the kingdom. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. So he's telling us then that he's commissioning us with a job and with authority to go right into the devil's territory and to establish his, his beachfront, to bring the gospel into the most darkest areas. So I see these people freaking out. They, they want to go hide in the hills or get, buy some survival food. Or, and I'm not against preparing for tragedy. You know, order your butt one of them buckets. You know. <laughs> and use promo code. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a promo code for the bucket. You know, promo code Tony. <laughs> but anyway. 20% off. <laughs> I just want to tell people, you know, how much you need to just breathe step back, breathe, and realize that God is not freaking out. God is not sitting on his throne going, oh, myself. <laughs> <laughs> He's not taken by surprise. Yeah. And even Paul in, in you know, First Thessalonians. I was about to mention that. I'm, yeah, yeah. First Thessalonians, this, this, is, uh, uh, this is one that people need to listen to today. First Thessalonians 5, uh, uh, was it 5, 4? No, I meant Timothy. No wonder it doesn't look right. <laughs> 1 Thessalonians uh, 5, first verse. Of the times and the seasons, brothers, I, you have no need that I write you. 
For you, you know uh, very well that, that, that the day of the Lord doesn't, uh, it comes as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them. Uh, we're not in a place of peace and safety yet. Yeah. There has to come a time of peace before everything cuts mm-hmm. loose. I think they're going to get, my personal opinion is we're going to get through this war, and then the Abraham Accords are going to take up again, and there's going to come into a, a time period, a short period of peace mm-hmm. that's going to create a sense of security. Here's something interesting, because my mind's there because in New Testament survey at Raymond Bible Training College, rptc.org, um, I, I'm right at the point to, um, Paul has made it to Corinth for the year and a half stay, and he's fixing to write First Thessalonians. And then six months later, he's going to write him again. He was only there three weeks, according to the book of Acts. Yet, when you read what he says there, he in his gospel message, in his three weeks of people's never heard the gospel, by all accounts, he taught them eschatology he as did. part of the gospel message. Yep. And so there's a real void of that type teaching in the body of Christ in general. I know I came up through, we came over from the Methodist and, and in the charismatic world, and then when I started dating Kim, I was in the Assemblies of God. In the Assemblies of God, it was taught all the time. But, but it just always dumbfounds me every time I look at that every year that evidently Paul taught them because he's reminding them what I told you while I was with you. Yep. Remember, I don't care what somebody else has come along telling you. He taught them about these things. And then in Second Thessalonians, mm-hmm. he says this, and this is what I think people need to listen to today. He said, Now I, I, we beseech you, brothers, by the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together with him, that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter, and I might add, nor by Facebook or yeah. <laughs> formerly or Twitter, a, now X, X. <laughs> as that the day of Christ is at hand. And then he goes on to explain some things. But the point is, they and, were and being so, so that's shaken. For, for though, because they can't see. So Second Thessalonians, what are uh, Two, one, and two. Yeah, so if you want to look it up in your own Bible, you can look it up. And yeah. somebody's come along behind Paul and told them that Jesus come, y'all missed it. Yeah, yeah and, and but they were freaking out, <laughs> yeah. and he said, don't be shaken, yeah. soon shaken. He said there's certain things that are going to take Gotta place. Got to happen, and he pretty well lines it out right there. And, uh, and so uh, today there's a lot of people shaken on, on social media, and I say it's because the social media has become their Bible. It's true. And, not, and their Bible illiterate. Mm. You know, I remember Brother Hagin constantly, what does the Bible say, right? When yeah. they had questions, well, what does the Bible say? And today people are taking stuff that as they're hearing parroted on social media but they're not checking it out for themselves to say wait a minute what, what does the bible say where are we at yeah and, but what someone say well you know i watch so and so thing on youtube you know and, and and these things sound good yeah you know it's oh yeah that because because they sprinkle a little bit of bible you know bad theology you know and um you know it sounds good to people who don't know well it's human nature like gravity no, don't let gravity get you down, right? <laughs> <laughs> but human nature, like gravity, will naturally pull you in the negative direction. That's true. So people gravitate. Look at the news media. They're, the built, they're built on bad stories, not good stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
People will naturally gravitate to conspiracy theories, to bad things. To, to They'll believe impossible situations in the negative before they'll believe God for impossible situations in the positive. That's yeah. human sinful nature. Oh, that's true. But Christians... They'll have more faith in the devil than they do God. Exactly. And, and, and yet Christians get caught up into that. Some of the Christians are the easiest ones to get caught up in that and, and all these fear-mongering. And, and, you know, it's like this is Paul's telling them here, you shouldn't be shaken. By and, and isn't that the reason that Paul told his son in the faith, Timothy, you know, not have a spirit of fear? Exactly. I mean, so he was trying to say, you know, you being a next generation, don't be afraid, you know, because God has given us power, love, and a sound mind. You know, and not a not a whacked out mind. This you know conspiracy theory, whatever. But um, <laughs> but you know, and that is you know, like I said, I talked to someone um, last night, and they were it wasn't them. It was their parents, and they're like, Craig, I'm my parents are freaking out, and and I'm like, <laughs> she actually said, Do you know what the Bible says? I mean, you know, they're they're like, we're 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 gonna get a storage unit, put all stuff storage unit, and we're, we're gonna go hide in the hills somewhere, and. You, we might not contact you in a while because they're listening to our cell phones. Uh, I, listen, um, I mean, I mean, like people <laughs> listen to my cell phones all the time, so you know, I, I don't really care about that. I so. can barely hear my cell phone. Yeah. Nobody else is listening. So, yes, and you know what that tells me, and I don't mean this in a harsh, critical way, but what that tells me is people are more focused on them themselves, mm -hmm. their comfort zone, their way of life. And they have no vision as to a sense of destiny that they're here on purpose to do something. It's true. Because all of a sudden now you, you see these threats and you're thinking your nice little leave it to beaver comfort world is going to be shattered. Well, that got shattered a long time ago. And we're in a real world. But God has called you for such a time as this. Yeah. And he doesn't want us running to the hills. Now, I mean, you know, there may be times when we have to go aside from some dangerous situations, but God is not calling us to retreat from our responsibility. He's calling us to advance into We're the... We're still the, supposed to be a city on a hill. Yeah. We can't light be a city dark. for hiding under a bushel. That's we can't right. be a light under, you know, for hiding under a bushel. So, yeah, well, well, this person said they're preparing for war because, you know, they're going to attack here in the United States and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I'm not saying... I don't know what's going to happen. I, I don't know, you know, something like 9-11 might happen... Or, you know, it might not. And the thing, that's why we have to be led by the Spirit of God. Um, you know, but other side about it is we shouldn't be afraid. Now, I will say, the you know, not that 9-11 was a terrible situation, but it did bring people back to God. I mean, there, yeah. were, there were people, you know, quote-unquote, scared the hell out of them, you know, yeah. because 9-12, well, Wednesday night here at Raymond Bible Church, we were completely packed. I remember that. Because people, <laughs> you know, were afraid, you know, and, you know, and, but, you know, people forget now, and I, and I, I hope it doesn't take something like that to turn people back to, to God. You know? I, I'm, all, I'm all for natural preparation. You know, hey, I got guns. I got yeah. ammo. Yeah. You know, and we got, you know, I'm all for that. I'm not against common sense, but, I, but it's the spirit of fear yeah. and the anxiousness that people are yielding to, and they're Christians. And it's like, where'd God go, you know? Did he, did he leave the room? <laughs> no. And this is our greatest hour to well, shine. Well, it was during COVID that God left. Yeah, you, know. you would think. Yeah, well, some I mean, churches, I mean, that's he what, did leave. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what, I mean, that was all fear-based. Yeah. And so this is the next fear-based thing, you know, because fear sells. Fear motivates. Yeah. Fear is a great motivator. And, and the government knows that, and people know that. And so, and the devil knows that. But God has not given us 
a spirit of fear. Right. Power, love, sound mind. Yeah, yeah. There's tough times ahead, but and you know there could be things happen in this country because our government has been real brilliant by letting 10 million people come in that we have no idea who they are. We know they're from all kinds of countries in the Middle East and everywhere else. Yeah, we're we're probably sitting on a time bomb, but. I choose to operate in the spirit of faith. You know, Jesus said, when the Son of Man comes back, will he find faith on the earth? And if it's, if I'm determined that if I'm the only one left, he'll find faith with me. Yeah. Because I don't think he's called us to quit. I don't want to be the guy that buries my talents. I want to be the one that goes out there and does something. Well, you know? and, and we, don't, we don't like this at all. I mean, it runs cross grain. But the church has always flourished the best when it was persecuted the most. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, it was persecution that got them to obey Jesus in the first place and get out of Jerusalem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's been the that's been the way ever since. And that's not God's best, but it's no, just, no, it's just no. I'm people, not saying that. But it's just people default to their yeah. lower, you know, yeah. whatever. <laughs> they just, they, you know, so it's it's a sad sad thing that people don't really put their priorities in mm-hmm. line until things get serious. Moved you know, by so. pain. But, uh, Amen. So, you know, going back to, to all, all this stuff, so, so you don't think this is the final one as of yet? I mean, obviously, once again. Yeah, I mean, it, things it, could change overnight, but right now they're after a terrorist group, a couple yeah. of terrorist groups. But, but doesn't that also, what is it, is it Matthew 24, talks about wars and rumors of wars? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, so, so there, according to the Bible prophecy, there's going to be a number of wars and rumors of wars, talking about, yeah. you know, there'll be threats by nations or whatever. And another thing, too, um, it uses the word in that same thing about pestilences, which is pandemics, right. and it has a plural. And what, earthquakes. Yeah, earthquakes and famines and floods and all, all these kind of things, you know, because people are... It is interesting how our weather, weather pattern has been, you know, greatly altered. Now, conspiracy theory, we can also go into the harp and all kinds of yeah. uh, other things. Google that if you want to know more right, about right. that. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, I mean, there is a, a lot of, um, you know, I guess maybe they're helping fulfill Bible prophecy as well. There's There's a lot of weird weather patterns that are going on in, 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 in the world today. You know, and it, I personally don't think it's because of global warming or, you know, climate change or what, whatever. But you know that's the number one problem in America now. The most serious security threat is global yeah. warming. Yeah. 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 <laughs> According well, to well, our well, it, greatest It threat. was up until a week ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, so there, there's a lot of problems in America that we, we need to fix. But, um, you know, it's, it's kind of... Um, um, you know, it's kind of crazy. So, so let's go back into you know more stuff ab- about what's going on because people are, are, like I said, people are freaked out. And um, so now here's the thing. You know, to, um, well, I don't know if this podcast will be out tomorrow, but tomorrow's me. Tomorrow is Friday the 13th, and according to that, Friday the 13th, you know, you know, because people watch too many movies. Um, Jason's coming. <laughs> He's so, the real terrorist. Yeah. So anyway, they're saying there, there's going to be terrorism take place on Friday the 13th because it's Friday the 13th so I don't know I just get to I don't even listen to those things anymore propaganda you know I got a, somebody sent me a letter you, you got a postcard from Satan I didn't get one from Satan he was anonymous but yeah. you sent me a letter and, oh I, I get anonymous I get letters every <laughs> every week <laughs> and it's you know one of these guys who thinks he's a prophet yeah you know the United States you get millions are going to die in a nuclear war get ready you're all going to die and all this kind of stuff I was like you know no, I, I do get letters Every week, and most of them anti-Trump type stuff. Yeah, um, you know because Trump is the antichrist, according to some guy in, in California, yeah. um, who writes me every week. But he doesn't sign it, so you know I don't. Even know. Right. I, I'm assuming it's a guy. You know, could be a transgender. I, don't, I have no no clue. But they used to come on the ministry. Now they send him home as well. So, um, so anyway. But you know, as far as what's happening today, there is there is. 
a plan for Israel and Jerusalem in the last days. You know, Joel 3.1 says, In those days and at that time when I will bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem. So he talks about how he's going to have a controversy with the nations that divided his land. There again, you know, the nations are telling Israel Mm. what to give up and all this. And in Zechariah 3.12, it said, the Lord, the Lord shall inherit Judah and his portion and the, the holy land and shall choose Jerusalem again. He said, I will make, in Zechariah 12.2, I will make Jerusalem a cup of trembling to all people round about. And when, and when they shall be in the siege both against Judah and against Jerusalem, and in that day I will make Jerusalem a burdensome stone for all people and all that burden themselves with it uh, shall be cut in pieces, though all the people of the earth be gathered together against it. Jerusalem is the hot button. That's where it all began. The Jews say that's that, that when God created Adam, he created him out of the dust of the Mount Moriah and then put him in the garden. And then that's where, uh, of course, the last Adam was crucified to redeem us from the mistakes of the first Adam. And uh, it's all going back to Jerusalem. And, and, and at this point, there is really no war in Jerusalem. I mean, you know. At, no, you know, I mean, they got missiles being shot at them, yeah, but, but it's the, not. But it's the not. Iron Dome is, is, is um. You know, and, and but isn't that happened quite a bit? I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, over, it, it happens time. every so often. Now, yeah. you know, they're getting, you know, trying to get farther into the land. But here's what's going to happen during the tribulation, which is you, we think that we've seen atrocities this last week. Mm. In Zechariah 14, it says in verse one, "The day of the Lord comes, and your spoil will be divided in the midst of you, for I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city shall be taken, and hostages." I mean, houses rifled and the women ravished, and half of the city shall go into captivity, and, and the remainder of the people shall uh, be cut off, shall not be cut off from the city. This is going to happen. And so what we saw recently, as terrible as it is, it's coming to Jerusalem, but this is at the end of the tribulation. And because the next verse says, then, when this happens, when half the city is, is taken, then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations as when he fought in the day of battle. And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount, uh, the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the middle toward the east and towards the west. And there'll be a valley. And, the, and it said the people will go through it to escape. Yeah, the voice translation makes that verse real clear that the, 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 when that Mount of Olives splits, they escape through that it's, passage. It's a passageway out. Yeah. But Jesus himself comes down mm-hmm. on them. So this is the end of the very end, the yeah. tribulation. And so we see just up to that point, Jerusalem will be taken. But but that's at that's again is during that period of time what we call the tribulation, the last week of Daniel, Jacob's trouble, there's all kinds of names for it. And that's when uh Israel will be at, in da- at its greatest danger at that point, and that's when Jesus himself steps in and takes, takes mm-hmm. charge. But we're not there yet, and like I said, uh, as long as the church is here, that, what Jesus said, does not become void. Right. The church, you know, the gates of hell cannot prevail against his church, his body, his ecclesia. Mm-hmm. I mean, that never changes. So we're victorious, and, you know, we... We quote 1 John 4, 4 all the time. Everybody can quote that. What greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world, right? But I always say, what, what does verse 3 say? Verse 3 says, Let every spirit, that, conf- every spirit that, that confesses not that Jesus has come in the flesh is not of God. It's the spirit of Antichrist. Where have you heard that it, was in, that it should come and even now is already in the world? That spirit of Antichrist is already here. 
You, but then the next verse, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them. For greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. As long as the church is here, we're to be overcomers. We're not to be running and hiding in the hills. I mean, obviously, there may be times when people, there's people right now that have to flee in different nations or fleeing for their life. But the church is victorious. And we win. And even when people have to give their life for the sake of the gospel, it's still winning. Yeah. Because we're coming back on an army, an army of horses with him at that time when he sets his feet down on the Mount of Olives. And and also, too, I I saw that Grady Pickett, who was was there in Iraq, you know, he was talking about, you know, some of these same things happened during ISIS. You know, they were going door to door, finding Christians and killing them and beheading them. But because it didn't happen in Israel, people, oh, this is not the end times now. But, you know, and obviously it wasn't being broadcast as much as as we're hearing today, you know. and so, but it's, it still happened now. I know on my Facebook, I unfortunately saw some of those bad things, you know, yep. happened or, or, or whatever. But, but persecution among Christians you know, or um, Arab nations have happened for a long time, long especially, time. especially with these radical Islamic terrorists. Um, you know, so it's, you know, it, it's just like, um, um, well, had um, some of our, 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 our folks, um, well, actually Greg Finley was with them and it was, um, it was Cliff Graham and um, Joe Hernandez, I mean, you know, so they went um, to Afghanistan to minister into an underground church. And so Joe actually asked the, the guy, he says, you know, is there something that I can't say because, you know, you know it could get you in trouble or, or whatever? He goes, oh, no, if, if they come in, they're going to kill us all anyway. So is that, <laughs> you can say whatever you want to, you know, because sometimes, you know, situations, you know, that you just you don't want to say certain things. But... He goes, it doesn't matter what you say, because if, if, if somebody comes in, so imagine that, I mean, this, they're worshiping, I mean, they're coming to church knowing at any point in time, if you know, one of these radical groups come in, they're all dead. I mean, you know, and they don't think twice about it. I mean, it's not, you know, it's inhumane. And, and so this comes down to, this is demonic. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that's one reason, probably it'd be a good time to read the Believer's Authority, that we do have authority over, over over those kind of situations and things like that, or yep. or maybe the Triumphant Church might be a good time to read some of those books like that. Um, you know, because I mean, it, it's just amazing how many Christians are in fear today. You know, and, and okay, I can maybe see it. You know, if you lived in New York City or LA, some some of these cities that have a, a number of of radical terrorists. You know, more than likely, Tulsa, Oklahoma is probably not on. You know their list, or Omaha, Nebraska, or or, or, Big, or Bixby, yeah, <laughs> Bixby, where, where we live, or, or or Little Rock, Arkansas. I mean, you know, these are not probably hotbeds that they're really after. You know, they're they want to make a big splash. Um, you know, um, it's probably you know, I'm not saying that something couldn't happen anywhere in 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 the world. And and here's the thing: is people are afraid. I'm like, you know, there is not going to be a bunch of 200 people paratrooping down you know, to the middle of. of of anything, you know, it, it, and they might have car bombs, they might have bombs, they might have, you know, I just don't really think that's going to happen. You know, they saw, everyone saw the con, you know, the concert thing, you know, yeah. and which I have no clue, and I guess because no one's armed, um, you know, over there, but, you know, you're thinking, you know, it takes a little bit for them to float in. I mean, I mean you know, isn't somebody going to shoot them down while they're floating in? I mean, you know, so, you yeah. Know, but, to do that in Oklahoma, they'll be duck hunters. Well, 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 well that, that's what <laughs> like a dove shoot. You know, and, and that was what you know. Um, 
Um, I had a, well, Jonathan Shuttlesworth, he actually, you know, he's, they opened a church now in, in, in Texas. So he's actually, he goes, I'm here in a suburb of Dallas. And I said, you know, people are asking about, you know, well, overrunning our border and things like that. He, he goes, I'm here to tell you, let's just, let's just, let's just give a name. Let's say, say the, the Chinese, you know, we have 400 Chinese that come and try to take my neighborhood here in Dallas. He goes, they wouldn't even survive. I mean, you know, they'd be picked off, you know, left and right. I mean, people in Texas own guns. I mean, yeah. you know, and not just, you know, not just own them. They're, they're well-trained and said, in fact, if you go over to, you know, where our wars were in Afghanistan and Iraq, I mean, the, the U.S. military couldn't even take cities, and they, weren't, they didn't have half as, as much armory as Oklahoma and Texas does, and they weren't trained as well, yeah. you know. But, but our, our, our Marines had trouble you know, taking land or taking cities, you know, said, there is no way. Said, so they couldn't even take my neighborhood, much less, much less the city of you know, Dallas, Fort Worth or Houston or, or whatever. And so, but that doesn't mean that radical things might take place, you know, hopefully not on the scale of 9-11, but, but, you know, you know, might see the thing. But, but we see those things, you know, someone walks into a Walmart in El Paso and starts shooting people. I mean, you know, that, yeah. it's, it's just, it's just the devil. It's not necessarily that it happened to be Islamic or whatever. It's just, people dispossessed by the devil. And that's what it is. That's the ultimate thing. Paul said we don't fight against flesh and blood, you yeah. know, right? But these evil principalities and powers. So the, the bottom line is for Christians, like you said, we need to understand our authority as a believer, what that means. And we should have, we should know about prayer. You know, when we pray, we believe. We should understand about being led by the Spirit. And and I guess this would be a good time to say, you should come to Raymond because we'll teach you all about That's that. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, seriously, though, uh, uh, people that are in fear, like I said, number one, it's an ignorance of the Bible. And number two, it's like it tells me where their priorities are at. And number three, you know, we need to, they need to get engaged in proactive, not reactive to what's going on. We shouldn't react to what the world's doing. We should be proactive in the work that God has called us to do. And... Uh, you know, learn how to be led by the Spirit and so forth. Actually, that, that's a good place. We're, we're at 30 minutes, so that's a good place to end this podcast. We'll, go, we'll talk more about that um, on next podcast. But, um, you know, if you're looking for a place to learn more about the Bible, RBTC, Rainbow Bible Training College, is a wonderful place. Um, we are the most affordable Bible college in the nation, and also we are called the Harvard of Bible Colleges in a good way, not in a bad way, because Harvard teaches all kinds of weird stuff. Um, but as, as far as, you know, is known as more, one of the most prestigious um, colleges in America. And so if you'll just check us out, rbtc.org, rbtc.org, um, you know, check us out. Um, no matter how old you are, whether you're 18 or 83, um, we, we have Raymond students of all ages here at Raymond Bible Training College. And you can have wonderful people like us three um, teaching you something. No, I'm teaching you the Bible. Um, anyway, just check us out, Raymond Bible Training College, rbtc.org. In fact, we have Raymond College Weekend coming up actually next week um it um, is it's next week and so um so you might check that out as well rbtc.org here at rainbow we're bringing hope, hope help and healing, healing to the, the world. world god bless you guys have a great day